Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Around the Keg podcast, your one-stop shop for hot takes and cold beer. Joined today by two of my good buddies, uh, the man formerly known as Harry W. Bush, now known as Lando Calrissian Hester. Lando, how you doing today? Doing good. I've kind of recovered from the debacle Oklahoma did last Saturday. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, we have football this Saturday, so hopefully we play with a chip on all shoulder and get another dub. Oh, yeah, there's nothing nothing a couple beers can't fix, right? Oh, damn right. And uh, also joined by my boy, formerly known as Colonel Al, now known as Al. Al, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to be known by my real name officially. But, you know, excited for the weekend of football. Uh, I have, uh, it, for those of you listeners at home, I'm a, I'm a baseball coach. So I've got fall baseball game to coach at 11 a.m. Uh, that'll be, let me, we'll be done at, at 1.45, which gets me off at, uh, I'll be at home and in time for the, uh, for the Alabama kickoff against the Texas A&M team that I'm actually thinking is going to turn it around this week compared to where they were last week. So excited for the weekend of football ahead. Yeah, man, you never know. Week one was a little crazy. We might get some crazy stuff going on week two as well. But all right, guys, uh, we have another great show for y'all. Uh, this Thursday evening, we'll start with some college football talk. Uh, we're going to review the return of the SEC from this past weekend and uh, all the craziness that came along with it. And then we'll jump into the winners and losers of the week like we do every week. And we'll end off with our world-famous picks that usually are right, for most of us at least. Not Chad. But all right, we'll get into it. All right, let's start with college football. So, guys, the SEC's back. A lot of our questions about what these teams were going to look like were answered that we talked about last week. But now we're left with all kinds of new questions. What do you guys think is the most important question that was born out of the ashes from this past weekend? Lando, what do you think? So, I have a couple things. Lane Kiffin might have a successful career at a big-time program. Ole Miss pretty darn good for the first half, but, you know, Football games are a tale of two halves. You've got to play two halves of football. Good in the first half, good in the second half. So, Lane Kiffin definitely has some things to work out at Ole Miss. But I think towards the end of the season, they'll be able to figure some things out in a couple games. Uh, another thing is uh, is Florida, a team that is supposed to challenge for the SEC East with Georgia. Are they as good as people have hyped them up to be? I know it's the first game back. So, of course, they're still probably working out the kinks. But they didn't really look too impressive offensively or defensively against an Ole Miss team that last year, quite frankly, was not very good. So we'll have to see if Florida can start playing some better football here if they're going to challenge Georgia, who honestly didn't look very good either. So I think the SEC East is going to be wide open with Florida and Georgia. Yeah, man, you're probably right there. Matt, what do you think about this? So – yeah, I mean, I think uh, going off of what Lando said with, with Lane Kiffin, I honestly think that Ole Miss looked a lot better than I ever expected them to, especially without having a spring camp uh, with with a new head coach, a new offensive system. And I think Matt Corral actually shut a lot of people up because, you know, he was such a highly recruited quarterback coming out of high school, uh, never really got a, a good shot at, at being the guy under Matt Luke. And – he came out and he balled out against the Florida team. Now I know that that Chad had mentioned that Florida was down a couple of guys on defense. Does that make a huge difference in that game? You know, but I think overall, uh, I was actually impressed with the way that that uh, that, that Ole Miss looked. And Florida, I, I don't know if Ole Miss has no defensive line, so I don't know if they play a team with defense. If Kyle Trask is going to do what he did. So my questions are, one, uh, is is LSU that depleted on as a team uh, because that did not look like a overall team that is coming off of a national championship? Is that the LSU they're going to be all year, or uh, is Mississippi State really that good? Now, I've got my own reservations about Mike Leach. I think he is a good coach. Um and maybe it, you know, it, it maybe he's just found a niche, and KJ Costello is twenty twenty Joe Burrow. Um, but I, mm. my question is, is who is, is is Mississippi State for real, or did LSU really just lose that much 
uh, as a team because they've got a lot of guys that are getting first-team reps this year that didn't really play a lot last year. Yeah, man, I agree with you there. Miss State, that was one of my questions as well. Is Miss State legit? I mean, when you watch them in that game, if you look at their stats, I mean, K.J. Costello put up, what, 623 yards, yeah. five touchdowns? That's freaking nuts. That's yeah. crazy. They had three guys go for 120 yards receiving over six receptions. Kylan Hill, who's a running back, had 158 freaking yards receiving. But honestly, and I'll get into this a little bit more later, trying not to rant too much about it. I went back and watched the replay of that game, and I honestly think, as you were saying, is is LSU really just that depleted? I think that was the main storyline from that game. I know Mac Leach came out and kind of like put his put his name on the map for the SEC, showing showing that like he might be in that number two team in the in the SEC West discussion. Um, but I mean, personally, going back and watch, watching that game, I don't think they're going to be able to do that against other teams. I mean. LSU had lost so much on defense. And then minus Stingley, too, because, you know, he was sick. He didn't play in the game. He had a non-COVID illness. Yeah. Um, that was my number one question. And then number two, who's going to be team number three in the SEC East? Because, obviously, Georgia and Florida are one, even though Florida's defense looked very suspect and Georgia's offense also looked very suspect. Very, very suspect. And, honestly, Georgia doesn't even have a starting quarterback right now, which is very alarming going into a – Top ten matchup with Auburn this weekend. Tennessee looked pretty good. I think I think South Carolina looked pretty good against Tennessee. They looked a lot better than they were last year. Missouri looked terrible. So it's definitely not Missouri. Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a close game with with A and M. Me and Lando were talking about this earlier. SEC East is wide open. Yeah, you're right there. You're right. Oh, there. agreed. Agreed. SEC East. I think. I mean, Tennessee, South Carolina played a, a really good game, and and there's came down to, there, there's came down to the wire uh, coaching decision there. I guess this is another question. I guess we could ask, uh, why in the world with two minutes left, when you're down by a touchdown, do you kick a field goal? Will Muschamp? <laughs> I there's there's your answer. So, Will I think I think what he was trying to do there was, hey, let's get a quick field goal, all right, so that way we can cut the lead down just a little bit. And still have a little time instead of wasting time to try and and get it, get a touchdown. But Let's you're still going to have to get a touchdown after the field goal to win the game. Yeah, so, but that, that makes sense. But you know, you, you kick that field goal, you still have plenty of time to hey, probably try to get onside kick or or get a quick defensive stop, then go score that game winning touchdown, or go for it on fourth down, try and keep your drive alive, and try and score the touchdown now and milk as much clock as possible and put it to overtime. Or if you really want to, go for the onside kick anyways. You know, like you're going to have to get a defense. If you don't get the fourth down conversion, you're going to have to get the defensive stop and score a touchdown. Well, maybe that just shows how much faith, you know, he has in his defense. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Sorry to go on. Yeah, that defense, there, was, that defense was supposed to be pretty good coming into the year, too. Yeah, yeah. So, Which I think their quarterback actually looked pretty decent in that game. I don't. I thought he did, too. Like, I was thinking that same like thing. I, and Shai Smith, the receiver? He looked good. Yeah, too. I, I think that they're they're a product of a young offense that hasn't had a lot of time to work with each other. Yeah, I think Bobo bringing in Mike Bobo and uh, what's his name, Colin Hill from Colorado State. He was Bobo's quarterback at Colorado State. I think that was a good little good little pairing transfer for them. I think that's going to end up being big. Uh, not that I think they're going to end up competing for the East or anything, but you know, I think they might shock somebody this year. Oh yeah. You know, we could see. I might might do it this weekend. One question that I think was definitely answered this weekend, even though they played Missouri. You know, Alabama is still Alabama. Oh yeah, they still have <laughs> top notch athletes, and Mac Jones has a plethora, a menagerie of freaking freaks at receiver. You know, at running back, their defense is still stacked. So I think Alabama is still going to be pretty scary. I, I think that was my one question that was answered was what was the Alabama defense going to look like this year? And I think Good. getting Dylan Moses back is a huge, obviously a huge advantage uh, because we were we had two true freshmen started inside linebacker last year. So getting getting Dylan Moses back was, was, was 1A. But then 1B was seeing Christian Harris transform into this beast. And I, I know there's been a lot of Alabama fans that were, like, not happy with the way we closed out the game. But Bryce Young, a true freshman – played basically the entire second half of the game. So our offense kind of died off a little bit. I mean, it's he's got a lot to learn still, but it's huge for him to get true, you know, in-game reps. 
And Mac Jones absolutely balled out. 18-24, 269, two, D, two TDs, no picks. I mean, it's Missouri, Missouri, so take it for what it is. But I was I was pleased with how the boys played. Yeah, I think Mac Jones actually looks – that was one of my big question marks coming to the year. Because, I mean, he looked good last year, but no one really had any tape on him. You couldn't really prepare for him. He looked fantastic. He looked a lot better than I thought he would. Honestly, I don't, I don't know how big of a step back they're going to take uh, this year, even after losing to him. I mean, man, when you got a guy like Jalen Waddle out there balling out for 134 yards and two touchdowns, dude looks like a freaking animal. He look, he might look better this year than he did last year, too. Oh, yeah. And one more point I want to make before we move on, because I know we don't want to just sit here and, and beat off the tide. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not ESPN. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for it. But uh, <laughs> I, I know we've got to move on. The one point that I wanted to make is, and I think I mentioned this last week, I think the biggest difference between Mac Jones and Tua and what the defense looks like is the defense isn't having to go out there every minute and a half because we're not scoring. Yep. Like we were, we were running the ball well. We we got back into that run game. We were getting first downs. And like if you look at that, that it was the first or second touchdown drive. It was like six or seven plays. So the defense wasn't right back on the field. And I think that having Mac Jones, who is like the perfect blend of game manager and baller, is going to be huge this year for us. I think so, too, because it actually makes y'all look like a Alabama offense. Right. With Tua, it was like some kind of some kind of Big 12 offense came out of nowhere and started playing with Alabama. Exactly. That's, that's just that's just not right. And then Alabama started not playing great defense. Exactly. I mean, they were still pretty good, but it, it wasn't those great defenses of old. But when you're scoring points that fast, it's hard to – you can't get your defense yep. off the field. Yep. Anyway, we'll move on. I know uh, <laughs> we just mentioned a couple of these teams, but based on last weekend's performances from um, – some of the title contenders like Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, and LSU. Um, who are some of the teams y'all are most worried about from guys that have looked pretty disappointed this this last week? I'm gonna say of the teams that we talked about, LSU um, is is my most worried about um, because here's the thing with Georgia. Georgia does this pretty frequently. They're they they lose a good quarterback, or you know, Jake Fromm was a good college quarterback. They lose yeah, a lot of good pieces that were around Jake from their defense is still elite. Um, I mean, I know they played against Felipe Franks, who is not very good and an Arkansas team. That's not very good, but Georgia's going to win games that they're supposed to win. Just like they did last week. They pulled away in the second half, just like I thought they would. Georgia's going to be just fine. They're going to win. They might have one or two slip ups because it's an all sec schedule, but overall, I mean, Georgia's going to be Georgia. They're they're they've been, you know, even though I'm not an avid Georgia fan, they're they're pretty consistent with winning the games that they should win, minus like a South Carolina or a Tennessee occasionally. Then with with Oklahoma, I mean, we honestly kind of talked about this last week. 11 a.m. Kansas State, it happens. Texas. I mean, okay, it's a Texas Tech team that scores a lot of points. Texas had some slip-ups. But I think that LSU game, I mean, I didn't really give Mississippi State much of a chance coming in, new head coach, no spring practice, all of those things. And then LSU, you know, yeah, they're coming off a national championship, but they, again, these guys that are playing for them, they're not starting to kind of freshmen. They're starting some guys that were on that team. So I figured, you know, even though they lose a few guys, they'll still be better talent-wise than Mississippi State. And they just didn't uphold their end of the bargain, in my opinion. So of those four teams, my biggest worry is is the, the Bayou Bengals. Yeah, so I'm not, you know, as high on LSU as you are, Matt. I didn't think they would be as bad. But, you know, the, not having all these players is definitely an issue. The teams I am most worried about is Texas and Georgia. So Texas usually has the best defense in the Big 12, you know, pretty much almost every year. And what I personally saw on Saturday was an atrocity. It was terrible. You should not be giving up 56 points to a Texas Tech team. I know Texas Tech puts up a lot of points but you should not be giving up that many points to a Texas Tech team when you're supposed to be, you know, having, you know, your best year, you know, making the, you know, college football playoff. You shouldn't be giving up 56 points. 
it's just unacceptable to me. And Georgia, I think JT Daniels needs to show out. Yeah, that right. Or else Georgia is going to be in trouble. Because if Arkansas was <laughs> any better than they actually are, Georgia probably would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> JT Daniels needs to not be a, a dud. He needs to come out, do at least just as good as, as Jake Fromm, if, if not better, if Georgia wants that to have the season that they, they, they want to have. I'm not too terribly worried about Oklahoma, but I'm still super upset about what happened on Saturday. We couldn't run run the football. Spencer Rattler was, you know, all over the place. But, you know, I think the Oklahoma's defense looked looked actually pretty good for the first half. But like I said earlier in the show, football is a tale of two halves. You got to play first half of football. You got to play the second half of football. You can't just play one half. But, you know, I think Oklahoma's offense definitely really shot the defense in the foot because they couldn't score any points. Defense was just on the field too much at the end of the game. That was awful. Yeah, Georgia Georgia looked pretty bad. They're they're obviously my biggest team that I've been pretty disappointed about after this past weekend. But honestly, I think with Georgia, it comes down to one thing. It's just as Lando said, Stetson Bennett's going to be the starter. We'll be good. Uh, just like I mean, just like Matt said, we'll be good. We'll win our games. I think Stetson Bennett being the starter and JT Daniels being the starter is the difference between an eight and two year. And a potential nine and one, ten and zero year SEC East champions maybe even compete for uh, SEC championship, maybe even national championship. I mean, if we beat Alabama, we're in the driver's seat. I feel like, to be honest, with for to win a national championship, the way that Alabama looked last weekend. Uh, not, I mean, we haven't seen Ohio State yet, so it's hard to say that. But I mean, I think they've looked better than I've seen Clemson look so far this year. Um, but honest, but besides Georgia, I mean, Georgia obviously it's just it's just a bias thing me being so uncomfortable with them so far um hopefully they'll turn around this weekend uh, i think i'm with al there lsu looks terrible i think they just lost too much i think ed odron can't do it himself and i think the guys he hired just aren't the right guys to coach a team that's never played together before like it's i just don't think it's going to be a good year i think they'll probably win, they'll probably have a winning record i don't think that they're going to have a losing record or anything like they did before he got there they're for sure the team i'm most i'm most worried about when it comes to being a title contender uh honestly you know oklahoma i'm pretty worried about uh it's the same problems they had last year turns the ball over they're like the falcons of the NCAA apparently <laughs> which is not a good title to have i'll tell you that right now yeah i, I just want um i wanted yeah, i wanted to make one one little point to to you guys about Georgia because I know Wit, I know you're a huge Georgia fan and I know it's so easy when you watch your team come out and play a game like that to be so worried but but here's I want to ease your nerves I promise you that that is not the Georgia team that you're going to see the rest of the year just because I, I feel like I've, I'm not a Georgia fan but I've lived here my entire life and I've seen it over and over and over again Georgia will find a way to compete. All those Mark Rick teams that they had, that when it, like whenever uh, I, I think it was the year they were between David Green and uh, Stafford, there was a couple years there like Joe. Oh, DJ Shockley. They, they had DJ Shockley, and then they had Joe Tashirsky or whatever. Joe, yeah, Joe Cox was between Stafford and Aaron Murray. Okay, that, well, either way, I I, that, I, know, I get what you're saying. So. Just, so they, they have those years where they have a down uh, – they don't have the quarterback. And I think that maybe that takes them away from being a potential national title contender because I don't think that with with Dwan Mathis, they're, they're a national title contender at all. No. Um, I think with Stetson Bennett, they could be. And I think it's because their defense is so good. They've got a lot of experience on defense. Um, I, I really – I would be interested. I'm, I'm obviously game week three. You know, Alabama Georgia is going to be the the tale of the tales. That's going to decide, in my opinion, who if either is Georgia really for real or is Alabama actually back to their old ways um, for me. And so I just want to ease your nerves because I've seen Georgia do this before, and they're going to be just fine. I promise you. I'm not too nervous. I'm nervous for this weekend. I think once once I see us play a team like Auburn, and after. Kirby has seen them play a week like that because I mean you could tell in the second half Kirby got them going. They just were not. They weren't even awake first half. I don't know what was going on. Oh yeah, the offense at least. Defense looked fine, but no, I'm all right though. I'm all right. I'll, I'll make it through. Um, 
But anyway, we know we had a lot of unexpected events, uh, you know, like Georgia only scoring five points in the first half against Arkansas this first weekend. Um, So what are some other biggest overreactions you guys had from some of these teams that we're talking about? Well, before that, Whit, do you think Georgia is going to beat Auburn? I'll save that. I'll save that for the end of the show. (laughs) I'll save that for the picks. That's the last pick we're picking. So that's the last pick. That's the last pick. So, but how about how about you, Lana? You can start us off. Overreactions. Biggest overreaction. My biggest overreaction on Saturday was definitely fueled by anger and alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) What I have written down here is is my biggest overreaction was Oklahoma needs to fire every coach on the staff. <laughs> that's your own overrated. But but you know, eh, now that I've gotten over it a little bit, that that's 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 way over the top. Yeah. Biggest overreaction. I'm not really too entirely I'm not really too sure, man, cuz I don't think you know, this is an overreaction. I think Texas A&M is in trouble. Oh yeah. Texas A&M should have lost to a Vandy team that is Vanderbilt. I think that's all needs to be said about Vandy. But Texas A&M needs to get rid of Kellen Mond. It is time to put his ass on the bench. He's awful. And he has been with Texas A&M for, I think this is his third year. With it's his fourth fourth year, I think, fourth as year? a starter. Yeah, because he's a senior. They need to find somebody else in their in their quarterback pool to to start because he, he he's just bad. He, bringing their team down and if Texas A&M doesn't perform well this year I think Jimbo Fisher is in trouble oh I think so too I agree you know it it is a COVID year so you never know but they had a lot of guys opt out that should have been playing this year oh yeah still though I mean you paid you paid this this coach all this money to come I'm with you come come and come and dominate the the SEC the SEC West and this is his third year and, and you're struggling against Vanderbilt Nah, nah, that's not going to sit well with me. That's what happens when you fall in love with an average quarterback. Yeah. If you fall in love with an average quarterback and you don't, and you want him to be the leader of the team and you don't want to replace him with somebody who's better because he's the leader of the team, then you're not going to take that next step. Honestly, probably what happened to Georgia in freaking sophomore year, uh, Jake Fromm's sophomore year, where we had fields. You know, Jake was the leader of the team. He just took him to a national championship. And I mean, in 18, he had a really good year, but. I mean, watching Justin Fields play last year, you could you could tell us about a quarterback was. Oh yeah, but but I also think that you know Jimbo come it, he comes to town to Texas A and M with this QB whisperer, Jameis Winston hype around him, and and exactly, and and Kellen Mond has these you know quote unquote he's got all the tools to be the next Jameis Winston, and so Terrible. I think a lot of it was fueled by the media, and now it might be like the the the, the tune might change and. I think honestly, if if the first half of the Alabama game, if if Kellen Mond struggles like he did last week, I think there's going to be a new quarterback in in uh, College Station. Has to be. Yeah, you'd have to throw him in at some point. Uh, my biggest overreaction, I think, I'm with you, Lando, to a lesser degree of your overreaction to fire all the coaches. I don't think Oklahoma's done. I know a lot of people are kind of go ahead and they're going, you know, Oklahoma's not making the playoff this year. Oh, we're not. They already got a loss. The Big Twelve. The Big Twelve's not very good. Even Texas didn't look really good um, against Texas Tech. But I think considering the way that this year is going, Big Big 12, how many games does Big 12 play? Is it 11? No, we're play- counting the championship. We're playing 10 games plus the championship game. So if Oklahoma were to win out, they'd be 10-1. and one. Yes. I think because Oklahoma plays 10 games of the regular season, they still have a chance, regardless of how good. Well, I think that some teams in the Big 12 are going to have to step up and win some games, which they they probably will because they're not any out-of-conference games, so they're just playing other Big 12 teams. I think Texas will at least be a two-loss team. I don't think they'll lose more than two. I think Texas Tech looked a lot better. I mean, I know we were we were shitting on Texas's defense a little bit, but I think Alan Bowman looks like a pretty good quarterback. They might end up being a like little surprise team. Um, and then Kansas State looked a lot better against Oklahoma, obviously. I don't know if that's just because of Oklahoma or Kansas State's actually figuring something out. But I think um, I, don't, I think it's a little too early to count out Oklahoma. I mean, I'm still – you know, I picked I picked Texas from the beginning of the year, and I'm, I'm still picking Texas right now based on last week. 
But um, I don't think – I think Oklahoma still is still a team that could make the playoff. I don't think I don't think they're done yet. If I may interrupt, and and I really hate to get on these rants about Oklahoma because I don't want to <laughs> like be like Chad, but mm-hmm. look at the type the, the type of offense that Kansas State ran against us. They run power football, power eye, and then they yep. sprinkle in a little bit of of you know spread and throwing it here. But they the, their bread and butter is you get under center and you hand that ball to that fullback or that running back and you ground and pound that defense until they can't take it no more. That is the kind of offense that I wish Oklahoma would go back to because that is the type of offense that wins national championships. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But <laughs> And that would help out the defense a ton. I, mean, I think that's part of the reason Oklahoma's defense has been so bad because they score. Yeah. And two or three plays at a time on offense. You're scoring so, so you're scoring so many points that your defense has no chance to get on the sideline and get coached up, or get you know take a breather, get some water, get rest. Your defense is on the field so much, it's it's impossible for you know for them to to stop teams that are punching it down their face the whole time. Yeah, it's the same thing we were talking about with Alabama earlier. Like right, when they're scoring that quick. It's just right. Defense is not gonna be ready to go. But yeah, man, you know, Oklahoma's got another game this weekend. They got uh, they got all Iowa State, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our winners and losers of the week. Uh, Lando, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Who do you got for your winner? My winner of the week is going to be Mike Leach, bringing in a new offensive system to the SEC, inheriting a Mississippi State team that wasn't very good last year, and coming in and beating the defending national champion, LSU Tigers, Mike Leach is definitely my winner. And as for my loser, my loser, we're going to go in the NASCAR world. And, yes, we're talking racing. My loser is going to be Matt DiBenedetto because Wood Brothers has not said anything about his contract extension. And the deadline to sign him to a new contract was supposed to be today. And there is still no word from... Matt DiBenedetto, or Wood Brothers Racing. So I am really worried about whether if he's going to have a ride in the Cup Series for next year. So Matty D is my loser of the week. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty worried about that too. Because <laughs> I love because I love NASCAR. Love NASCAR, right? <laughs> I do, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, old Chad and Al are on here to talk NASCAR with you. Yeah. But, you know, my winner of the week, I think it's college football fans. And, you know, this this past week we found out that the Pac-12 was coming back. So we're going to get more football. Um, I think the Mac said they're coming back too. So we're going to get every single power – or sorry, not power – I mean, we're getting power five. But we're going to get every single D1 FBS football team. We'll yep. play some games. Yep. We'll play some games, as it looks like for now. That's pretty great. Yep. And we got the SEC back this past weekend, which yep. means – and, you know, in Big 12, finally got into Big 12 play. So we're starting to see good football again. Like, you know, the first couple of weeks, it was nice to have college game day back on the TV. It was nice to see, you know, Clemson beat the snot out of Wake Forest and Miami Louisville and but Georgia it's not, Tech looked like they were going to be good. It's not SEC Moss football, this past weekend. It's not SEC football, yeah. but it's not, you know, I'm not even not trying to be an SEC biased guy over here, you know. It's not SEC football, but it's also not like good in-conference power five yeah. football yeah. that's not the ACC. Right. Because I don't you – know, sorry, Clemson versus the ACC. Some of, those, some of those ACC games are pretty good. Yeah. But um, I think college football fans, definitely my winner. I know I'm a winner from this past weekend, even though even though um, a couple of disappointments there. But uh, – and then my loser is uh, – I include myself in this – is Bama haters. You know, there were a lot of people <laughs> coming out here going, you know, Saban, Saban's done. He's had his last year. Two is gone. He lost, he lost his Hawaiian prince. You know, they they still got talent, but, you know, he's finally starting to drop off, had two losses. Man, if you watch that game, I know they – I don't think they covered the spread, but they they look good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody was worried about, will their defense step up to the plate, you know, like how, how old Al was talking about earlier um, before he had to hop off. Um, they were talking about, can defense step up? Is that How's that offense going to look without Tua? Is it going to be as fast-paced? Yeah. From what I saw, man, it looked like looked like the same old like exactly Alabama. What, yeah, it looked like the Alabama we know and love, and and by love I mean completely hate. Completely hate. hate. Yes, but 
But, I mean, pers- honestly, it's the type of football I like to watch, though. So I kind of like seeing mouth that. football, baby. Smash exactly. mouth football. Exactly. I like smash mouth football and good defense. That's why I've been a Georgia fan for so long that I have lived in Georgia my entire life until this past year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bama haters, for sure, my loser. Um, and then I also have, oh, used to be Uncle Russ. Now my boy Chad Sessions wanted me to share his winner and loser of the week. Let me read this off for y'all. So Chad's winner of the week is UTEP. UTEP? UTEP. The, uh, what's, what's their mascot? The Miners? UTEP Miners. I, something Miners. They're the University of Texas El Paso, right? Yeah, Texas yeah. El Paso. <laughs> and it's because they had their first 3-1 start since 2010, and they snapped a 15-game FBS losing streak this week. Wow. And then his loser of the week is Tuesday night Maxion because the six-game schedule cups down opportunity for Tuesday night football. And if I know Chad, he know, I know he loves him some Tuesday night Maxion for some reason. I personally can't stand it. I have never watched the Tuesday night Maxion game. It's like watching an AAF game. That's I would rather watch paint. I would rather watch paint dry. <laughs> but man, especially especially this year. I, I mean, not trying not trying to hate on you Mac fans out there. I know we have tons of them, but um, all of our ten fans, all of our maybe ten, 10. fans. There's got to be at least one of those people who might like a Mac team this year, man. With all this going on, I mean, we got we got playoffs going on right now. Yeah, uh, MLB playoffs. The Atlanta got, Braves. The Braves are looking good. Yeah, Braves looking won good. their first. Won their first playoff series since 2001. Um, it was a COVID year, so we played the seven seed, which is I don't think there's ever been a seven seed in the MLB playoffs before. So we beat them, but Braves look pretty good. Hey, uh, how about all those fans that were outside the battery, man? Dude, freaking crazy. It's insane. Oh, well, we, we won't get into that. No. We won't get into why it's insane that there's fans <laughs> I'm just, packed together outside the battery, but they can't be in the stands. I'm just happy to see that you know there's so much support for the Braves. And yeah, we can't go inside the stadium, but hell, we can sure stand outside the stadium and turn on our Atlanta Braves. Yep, I love it too. I love it too. Hey, man, let's go ahead and get into our picks of the week. Yes, sir. Uh, of course, starting off with our good old fashioned Georgia Southern Eagles, who are a 20 point favorite against the Louisiana Monroe. I don't know their mascot, Warhawks. I think they're the Warhawks. Yeah, the Warhawks. Um, Yep, and I'm going to start us off. I got Georgia Southern by 10. I have not seen a single ULM game this year. Uh, usually, I'm just going to assume they kind of have are going to be how they usually are, which is a terrible thing to do as a podcast host. But I'm going to say Georgia Southern by 10. I think Georgia Southern looked a lot better in the game against uh, Louisiana, the number 19 team in the country, or they were last week. I'm not sure where they moved to this week. I forgot. Uh, but especially on offense. I mean, I think this is the most weapons we've had at receiver and honestly on offense in general, since I've been a Georgia Southern fan. Yeah. I know. Like, I mean, we don't have, we don't have a superstar like Matt Breida or Jarek McKinnon running in the backfield. I don't got I a mean, good Chad Wirtz is a pretty good player, but I mean, I don't think he's going to end up being an NFL running back or anything like that. Um, But I, you know, I, I think if we start to air the ball out a little bit more, like we kind of did towards the end of that Louisiana game. Yeah. The little triple option fake throws. Yeah. I mean, I think Wirtz went for like over 230 yards. I mean, he actually looked pretty good throwing. Looked real good. Yeah. So I think if we kind of keep that up and get something moving on offense, I think it's I think it's gonna be a win. Yeah, uh for our listeners, if you listen to our podcast last week, I was the only person to pick Georgia Southern. And by God, I was right until of so course close. of course, you know, that kicker, you know, blasted a you know, sixty-yard field goal. I'm, I know it wasn't sixty yards, but it was damn close. That twenty percent, twenty percent made field goal kicker yeah. for the year. I've, obviously, I'm going to go Georgia Southern again this week because oh, we yeah. said we are much improved. I think offensively, and I was surprised that we threw the ball as much as we did. Actually, completed some passes. So I'm definitely going to go Georgia Southern. I'm going to go Georgia Southern. I think. I think by fifteen is is a good score. Yeah, I'm 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 with you right there. Yeah. Chad Chad's in his picks as well, and he has Southern. He doesn't have any explanations, but I'll just read off his picks. Just read. He's got Southern by twenty four. Oh wow! Yeah, which surprised the crap out of me because he, uh, he biggest Georgia Southern hater you will ever meet. 
I don't understand why, because the man freaking graduated from the school. So I Yep, he did he did go to school with us and he is a little bit of a Georgia Southern hater. Yeah. We still we still love you all. all. Uncle all right, Russ. going going GSU by twenty four. All right, Chad, I see you. I I dig it, man. I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Good for- well, let's get into the next game. We got we got the old uh, military matchup: Navy minus six and a half against Air Force. What do you think about that one? Uh, I'm going with the old Naval Academy. I'm gonna, I, th- I think they're pretty good. I guess I don't know. I I don't really watch much of Navy or Air Force. Uh, only thing I know about Air Force is they. I like to use them on a uh, NCAA fourteen. Against uh, old keys to success because he sucks at, at football games. And yes, he does. You know, I would just use Air Force to run the triple option. But I'm gonna go Navy. I think it's a good pick. I got Navy too. I think Navy's gonna win by 20. Um, I was actually listening to um, the College Football Bros uh, podcast, uh, which I'm I'm a big fan of. Shout out to the College Football Bros. I know you guys are listening. Um, they actually said on their podcast, they picked this game as well, hmm. that Air Force has a bunch of guys out hmm. due to some kind of military leave, it sounds like. Or like maybe it's like kind of kind of like opting out for the year, I think. Or like hmm. maybe they don't have to be on base for some reason. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure what they were talking about, but it sounds like a lot of their best players aren't going to be playing. In Strange. Game. And honestly, even if I didn't know that, I was going to pick Navy anyway, just because. When I think military academies, I think Army, Navy. The old I don't think academy. I don't think Air Force. Yeah, same. So, Who thinks? You know, they've had some good years. They have, they've had some good years, but I mean, I think I think Navy's. I got Navy by twenty. Yeah, I got Navy by twenty, and I think it's going to be twenty because of the fact that they're going to lose those guys. Yeah. But no, nah, I, I got Navy. I got Navy. Let's jump back into some Power Five games. We got a little bit of a less exciting one here. Oh, you uh, can say that again. Definitely one we should pick. We got old Virginia at number one, Clemson. Clemson, a four-touchdown favorite. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Yeah. That's a lot of points if you're betting on it. But, of course, we don't pick against the spread, so we're just picked straight up. Obviously, I'm going Clemson by freaking 40. I think they'll win by 40. I think it's going to be a beatdown. I don't think Virginia's a good football team. I think they got a good program going with Bronco Mendenhall. But when you get when you have a year like they had last year where they made the Orange Bowl, they made yeah. the ACC championship for the first time in who knows how long, you know, you're going to lose your top players. Because, I mean, if you have a team like that, usually it's because they have some seniors or some good players that are going to jump yeah. to the draft. Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. And um, after you make the Orange Bowl competitive against Florida, you're going to turn around the next year. You're not going to be. You're not going to be any good. Clemson by 40. That's my pick. I'm going to go Clemson as well. Clemson by 36. 36, yeah. yeah. Covering, I'm with you. I think they'll at least cover. 40 might be a little steep, but. Yeah. But, no, I got it. All right, let's roll on to a little bit of SEC here. Uh, We got Ole Miss at Kentucky. Kentucky is a minus six and a half favorite. Neither one of these teams are ranked after Kentucky got beat by Auburn. Uh, You want to get us started with this one? Yeah, uh, I was real hard on Lane Kiffin last week, but watching the game on Saturday, I think he has something going at Ole Miss. So I think Ole Miss is going to win this game by two touchdowns and an extra point. Whew. Uh, Ole Miss is going to be pretty darn good by the end of the season, so I'm going Ole Miss. Man, that's a lot of points. Two touchdowns and an extra point. What is that? It's 15 points? That's a lot of league course. Oh, no. You see, see, what you got to do is, you know, two touchdowns. So that means they missed an extra point. So two touchdowns uh, and an extra point. So well, that's what, that's what, 13? 13. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ole Miss by 13. Do okay. the math. Okay. Less than two touchdowns, but still more than 10. I, I dig it. I dig it. I'm with you there. I think Ole Miss is going to win this game. I got Ole Miss by six. Hmm. Um, I think Kentucky has the advantage in the trenches. I think their offensive line and defensive line are better than what Ole Miss is going to put out there. And I think Ole Miss's defense is a huge, huge weakness in this game. I think it's probably the worst unit in this game. Uh, But Auburn had a lot of success throwing the ball against Kentucky's defense. And I think Matt Corral and Elijah Moore might actually be one of the better QB pass Mm -hmm. catcher duos in the SEC after what I saw against Florida. Now, I don't know if maybe Florida's defense was a little bit overrated uh, coming into the year. That's what I, as a Georgia fan, am hoping for. But honestly, I think that I think Matt Corral and Elijah Moore are just finally bringing on what they were meant to be doing at Ole Miss once they finally brought in Lane Kiffin, yeah. somebody that can, that can capitalize on their talent. 
Yeah. Um, they got lots of talent going through Ole Miss. So yeah, they do. They got a lot of talent, and they, they couldn't do much with it with Matt Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think they have another big day against Kentucky, and I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to keep up with the scoring they're going to be putting on because of Terry Wilson, and not really having much of that offense besides the offensive line. They'll have a little bit of a run game going. I'm sure they'll score. They'll probably score about 20, 21 points. But I think Ole Miss could probably put up about probably 35, yep. 31, maybe. So I'm I'm going Ole Miss, and then. I just realized I forgot to read off Chad's picks. So Chad had Navy by 10 against Air Force. He had Clemson by 28 against Virginia. And in this game, he has Kentucky by three. Mm. So he's got a tight one with Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky, hey, Kentucky's favored by six and a half. Yeah. So he's with the odds makers. He's with the odds makers. And I, and I get it. I mean, picking against picking in the trenches, picking the trenches over, over an explosive offense. But um, I'm still going all mess. Well, let's get into uh, probably the game you're most nervous about ah, going into this ah, weekend. <laughs> uh, nervous <laughs> number statement. the now number 18. I don't even know if I've ever seen Oklahoma be ranked 18 before. Oh, Oklahoma Sooners, who are a touchdown favorite against Iowa State in Ames, Iowa. So first off, I want to start by saying how disrespectful the AP poll is from dropping us from three all the way to 18. That's yeah. just that's just outright dis- disrespectful, that's but terrible. That's a you know conversation for another day. I think Oklahoma's going to have a chip on their shoulder, but they got to clean up the turnovers. So I think Oklahoma's going to win this game by probably about ten points. Yep, I'm I'm with there. I think Oklahoma's going to win this game. Uh, Chad's got Oklahoma by seven, so I think he agrees with exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, um, probably still, they still have a lot to clean up, but yeah. they're not going to come out and lose. Yeah, I am with you, but I'm also against you. I think Oklahoma is going to win the game, but I think Oklahoma is going to come into this game pissed off. I think they're going to come out of last week thinking we got a good team. We can put up some points. We got some talent on defense and we, we got a good coach on defense. I think we can work some of this crap out. Yeah, well, you have um, more so faith I, than I have. <laughs> well, you are a fan. Yeah, true. But I think uh, I think Oklahoma now I think Oklahoma has a lot of issues. But I think that Oklahoma will come into this game against Iowa State, and I think they will probably win. I got Oklahoma big. I didn't put a point spread down. I think they win by at least twenty-one. Oof. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three touchdown win at Iowa State. Huh. Okay, it's gonna be my pick. I think you know. Rattler, I mean, Rattler's a good quarterback. He might turn the ball over a couple times, but just has to iron some things out. We'll see though. That might end up being a good matchup. Oklahoma defense against old Bryce Pur- Bryce Purdy. Bryce Purdy and uh, I think the other guy's name is Bryce too. I can't remember his name though. We need, the running back. We need the uh, tech guy to get, to give us all this information. The tech guy? Yeah. Where the heck is Keys? Yeah. Who knows? We're moving on. We got another SEC game. Uh, we got Missouri, good old Lando's Paws team at uh, number twenty-one, Tennessee. Tennessee's an eleven and a half point favorite. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll start us off with this one. I think Tennessee wins. I don't think they cover that spread. I think they win by 10, maybe. (laughs) Now, that being said, I was informed before the show that Missouri looked extremely bad against Baylor. Awful. And I did not see much of that game because I was doing other things, mostly watching the Georgia game. But, um, But I think, you know, Missouri usually has some talent on defense, and that's the reason I said by 10. Uh, I know Nick Bolton's a pretty good linebacker. He usually does a good job of stopping the run, and and Tennessee's is going to be looking to push the ball, push the ball in the run game. They got a good offensive line. They got some good running backs, and they have an absolutely terrible quarterback who does not need to be throwing the ball. Um, I think Tennessee will will not be able to run away with this game. Um, I think Garantano, unless Garantano gets benched for Harrison Bailey, I don't think they're going to be running away. With any games this year, I don't think they're going to beat anybody with more than two touchdowns until they can throw the ball. Because mm. right now, Garantano's missing everybody. Yeah. I mean, he overthrew. I went back and watched that game, watched a little condensed version on YouTube, probably about a 30 minute game, and went through and watched all of his throws because I was just curious to see how he would do. Because I made a big prediction. I said, I didn't even think he would start. And then he got thrown in. And I was like, God, man, what in the world is Pruitt doing? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't, I'm not a big Tennessee guy, so I really could care less what they do but then i think um i think tennessee tennessee by 10 that's the pick what you got uh so missouri looked awful on saturday i know they played alabama 
but that's still no excuse to look as awful as they did on offense. I mean, I, I can't even think of any other words other than just, just bad. Tennessee is going to win, and they're going to win big. It's, Tennessee's going to win by three times. In my, in my, Missouri, they have a new coach, the guys from App State, and, you know, nothing good comes out of App State. So, no. Missouri is just, I'm going to say it again, awful. Tennessee big. Wow. Yep. Well, hey, man, to be honest, I trust you more than me because I did not watch that Missouri game. Oh, it, it was bad. It was bad. But, yeah, I mean, Tennessee Tennessee could use a big win like that, so I wouldn't be surprised if they came out of nowhere and really blew a team out because they haven't done that in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Chad's got Tennessee by 13, so I think he's kind of hanging on a little kind of more where I am. Yeah. Thinking, thinking they should win pretty easily, but thinking they're not going to blow anybody out with that offense. I, th- I, th- I think I think we're going to be surprised. Hey, man, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. As long as they're not beating Georgia, I, I could care less how good Tennessee looks. Especially living in Tennessee, it'd probably be better if some of these people were happy about football season. <laughs> but then we got uh, – next game we got is South Carolina, who looked pretty good against Tennessee um, last weekend, in my opinion, against number three and Chad's favorite team, the old Florida Gators. Hmm. They are a 17-and-a-half-point favorite at home, and Chad's got them winning by 14. That's that that you know that is actually a really good a really good score for a fan of the team. Um, yeah, I was honestly surprised, especially with how many points they put up right. in game one against Ole Miss. Right, right. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about the game, Linda? I'm, I'm going to also agree with Chad. I think I think Florida. You know, yeah. Earlier in the show, I said, are they as good as you know people have hyped them up to be? I think they're going to figure lots of things out this week. They had another week of practice. I think Florida's going to win by 14 as well. Copying all Uncle Russ, I see. Yep. Probably not a bad way to go. So I think this game is either going to be a close South Carolina upset win. Really? And I can see it. I can see it. I think really? Bobo has that offense starting to move a little bit. Oh, Uncle I Russ is not going to like that. They have some talent on defense. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. It's either going to be a close South Carolina upset win Oof. or a oh. massive Florida beatdown. Okay. And, I, and <laughs> if I'm taking bets <laughs> – I think Florida is going to blow them out. I mean, I think it's going to be an absolute oh man, just just straight up beat down. Ooh. Now, like I said, I think they're on upset watch. I think it could be one of those Ooh. games because I think South Carolina is sneaky <laughs> like that. But I do not. But oh. but like I said, like this. Let's just just wait, just wait. The part of the reason for this too is Mike Bobo and Todd Grantham worked together with Mark Rick for years. Mike Bobo used to coach circles around Todd Grantham. <sighs> Coach circles, and obviously the talent differential is far greater than it was when they were practicing together at UGA. Um, it'll, but it'll be interesting to see what those two guys work for, up for each other, um, having to know each other so well. But my prediction for this game, I got Florida winning by thirty. I think it's going to be a beat down. I, so, with what you said about it could possibly possibly be a close game, you know, with an upset. I would have agreed with you if that was last week, you know, coming off of, you know, uh, a, sh- a shortened spring camp, no spring practice. You know, you're just kind of getting into the feel of things. So if you would have said South Carolina in an upset, I would have I would have slapped you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I wasn't even thinking about picking South Carolina yeah. in this game, but I do think. <laughs> Oh. I think it's a game. I think it's a game to watch. I think it's a game you want to put on your TV. Yeah. It's not a game you just want to go. Ah, Florida's going to beat them. Yeah, I think it's a game to watch for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the CBS game of the week, we got the number thirteen, which I have no idea how they are still thirteen after almost losing to Vanderbilt last weekend. Winning is winning. You're right, though. Number thirteen, Texas A&M at number one, Alabama, and Alabama is a seventeen point favorite and i'll go i'll start us off i got bama by 30 a&m looked fucking terrible against vandy yeah i went back and watched a little bit of that game yeah i mean i don't think i don't think they look good defense looked okay but i mean vandy's offense is just so bad and i know a lot of people are hyping up this new quarterback ken sills for vandy but i mean it's still vandy i mean they could have a decent quarterback and they could have like aaron Rodgers playing quarterback and it's still they're they're not gonna they're not gonna put up points on him because they just don't have talent. They just don't recruit well. Derek yeah. Mason's really not a great coach anymore. I mean, he, when he was first there, he did a pretty good job. But I'll let you finish. But you know, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. But he's um, and honestly, you know, Bama. I think Bama, from what I saw last weekend, is the best team in the country. I think what we've been talking about this entire show. I think coming up with that smash mouth, coming back to that smash mouth offense with the stingy defense is going to be really good for them. Um, I think Waddle's probably going to go for another 130 plus yard game, two touchdowns, maybe even a big kick return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why I got Bama by 30. What you think? Alabama, huh? Matt's going to hate me. I know I said I was worried about Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, but out of the two teams, one team is battle tested so far this year. The other one played Missouri. I think Alabama's going to come out there and think, oh, you know, hey, we're we're just as good as we were last year. You know, we don't need to come out here and try against Texas A&M, who, who barely beat the Vanderbilt team. We're going to come out here and roll our helmets out. I think that's that's exactly what they're gonna do. Is Alabama's gonna go out there? They're gonna they're gonna pussyfoot around for a half and fuck around and keep Texas A and M within arms, you know, within arms reach. And A and M is gonna sneak up there and 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 and, and bite him in the ass and win by three points. Twelfth man, baby. Bold, bold to say the least. <laughs> even though there's no fans. <laughs> <laughs> 12th man with no fans. Hey, man. I mean, you never know. A&M's got talent, though. They have talent. They, they have, have talent. talent. Jimbo and Jimbo Fisher at least used to be a great coach. Yeah. So it it could happen. I mean, but, I'm – You know, like I said, I would, one team this year, this year, one team is battle-tested, has had some adversity. Another team put in their backups in the second quarter. So – That's true. That's true. Hey. That's true. Bama's, Bama's guys haven't even played a full – Full game. Haven't even played a full game. That's true. Let's see it, man. Hey, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I like the bold predictions going <laughs> now, on. Now, 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 I know Maddie Maddie Howell is probably probably pissing himself right now, ripping his hair out. Now, I get, <laughs> I give him I give him full reign to rip me a new one if Alabama comes in there and wins by fifty next week. So, Matt, if you know you have you have all you can have all the time in the world to to, to get on me for the for that pick. And knowing Matt, he will very much take advantage yeah, he, of that. He's going to go on, on, on one of those rants. He definitely will. Yeah. He definitely will. But let's get down to our last pick of the week, the college game day game of the week, the ESPN featured game of the week. Top ten matchup, number seven Auburn at number four Georgia. Georgia's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and I'm going to let you go first because I, I got a lot to say. Yeah, wait, I, 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 want, I want you to let me go first because I want to give you all the time in the world to <laughs> this i'm just going to be a college football fan you know eyes glued to the tv watching this i think what's going to be an amazing football game with two really good football teams i think this is going to be a really close game do you have any idea who's starting this week for for georgia i have absolutely no clue so that's going to be- kirby kirby's not budging that i would think it's either going to be JT or Stetson. I would be very surprised to see old Dewan get put out there. Again. That's going to be a good element of surprise for the dogs. But what I saw last Saturday wasn't very impressive. So I'm going to go with the dogs Ooh. getting their head out their ass and coming in and beating Auburn. I personally hate Auburn <laughs> because Auburn fans are the most annoying fans in the entire world. I hate them with a passion. So I'm going to go with dogs by 10. I, Ooh. I, I think, you know, who I think it's going to be JT Daniels who's going to come out there and start. And, you know, I, I didn't really get to watch a whole lot of them at, at uh, uh, Southern U- USC. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of them. But from what I hear, I, I think I hear he's, he's pretty good. We'll see if he's any, any good as, as Jake Fromm. But Georgia still has a good defense. They still have – that that smash mouth football type of offense. I think Georgia gets it done. I had no idea where you were going with that one. You threw me. You threw, I felt like I was on a tube on the back of a of a, of a speedboat. It's pretty good. Wasn't thrown around from side to side. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was all over the place mentally with that one. I like the pick though. I like the pick. Georgia by ten would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. Chad's got Georgia by three, and he also <laughs> had Bama by twenty one. Uh, for the last one, I forgot that one. So this is how this is how I'm doing it. After watching what happened last week, my gut is screaming for me to pick Auburn. Auburn looked really good. Yep. Auburn's Bo Nix looked a lot better yep. than he was last year. I mean, he was even 
I noticed he was staying in the pocket more. I mean, last last year, if his first read wasn't there, he took off. Yeah, he took off. He was not. He was not looking that second read against Kentucky. I don't think I saw him run very much. I think he, when he he checked his reads half the time, he just threw it up to Seth Williams, who went up and got it anyway. Uh-huh. Who was honestly could be. I'm not going to say he's the best receiver in the SEC mm-hmm. because I think Jalen Waddle's the best receiver in the SEC. I think he's the best receiver in the country. Uh, but I think he's a top five receiver in the SEC. I think he's probably better than – I hate to say this as a Georgia fan. I think he's probably better than Pickens, to be honest. Ooh, Pickens but, can't healthy, but, you know, go ahead. Yeah, but Pickens so far, he might he might, he might, might take mm-hmm. off a little bit. But, um, but honestly – Looking over it, you know, I've watched the game probably six times this week from my, the Georgia game and the Auburn game from last week because, you know, I'm a freak like that. Six times? Yeah. I have wow. a lot of free time on my hands, apparently. But work has slowed down. But I think the gap between Georgia's defense and Auburn's offense, especially up front, I think Georgia's defensive line against Auburn's offensive line was going to be big for us. Mm-hmm. I think – I think that right there, I think Georgia's defense compared to Auburn's offense, I think the gap is a lot bigger than Georgia's offense compared to to Auburn's defense this year. I don't think Auburn has the defense they had last year. I think they they got some talent on there. KJ Britt's a stud linebacker. Big Cat Bryant's a little bit overrated, but he's still a pretty good player. And you know, they got a couple really good guys. Um cannot remember the name of the corner they have, but he is really good. Number 23. He's a very good corner. Roger McCreary is his name. He's a great corner. He looked really good. He's the one that had the pick six that got called back against mm. Kentucky. They probably shouldn't have gotten called back, but they should. They probably should have lost that game anyway. Mm-hmm. I think you can look for guys like Nolan Smith from Georgia, who was the number one overall player in 2019. He's an edge rusher. He was a freshman. He looked really good against Arkansas. I think he's going to have a big game. I think Aziz Ojolari, who was our best pass rusher last year, is going to have a big game. And I think yeah. Malik Carey, who's a defensive end, I think those guys are going to destroy Auburn's tackles. Auburn has a whole new offensive line this year. They brought back one guy. His name is Nick Brahms, and he's the center. He's a pretty good player. Besides that, they got smoked by Kentucky's pass rush. I mean, when Bo Nix was pressured, he did not look good against Kentucky. Now, he's good about getting out of the pocket, so that's going to be a big thing for us. We're going to make sure we got to get enough guys back there and have a guy to spy him in case he starts running. But – um. Kirby's usually pretty good with that, so I think I think I think our defense is going to be just good enough to beat them. For my score prediction, I think what my score prediction ended up being is based on Stetson Bennett being the starting quarterback for Georgia. Oh, really? I think he will. I think he will come out and start um, just based on what I've heard. And honestly, I think that's our safest bet to go with because we don't know what we're going to get in JT, and I think. I'm a little worried we do know what we're going to get with Dewan Mathis after watching that first half of Arkansas. Hmm. Um, but I think if if we get the Dewan Mathis we were promised coming into this year, and by we I mean as a Georgia fan who yeah, reads into you. Georgia football, I was promised, or a healthy JT Daniels, I think Georgia could win this game by at least two touchdowns. Huh. But I think I think a closer Georgia win – with Bennett at QB is the safer bet. So I got Georgia by five. Georgia. So I'm kind of right there, right in between you and Chad. That's a that that's a real safe pick. That's a that's real and that's what I went with. But I think here's my here's my big take on Georgia. I think if JT Daniels is what he was made out to be coming out of high school. And right. when I you know, he's from California, so that he played good competition. Right. USC, his freshman year, he looked okay. He's he's a, he's a gunslinger. He loves to throw the deep ball. He throws the deep ball really well, but he likes to throw it into he likes to throw it into some situations where he shouldn't be throwing the ball sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that kind of play like that, that gunslinger attitude, I think that's what Georgia needs on offense. I think we need, you know, Jake Fromm was a great quarterback. I really liked Jake Fromm. I was a big fan of his uh, when he was at Georgia. I liked the way he ran the offense. I think it looked a lot better when he came in over Jacob Eason. But I think the fact that he would not throw – he wouldn't risk throwing an interception, I think that hurt us a lot in the passing game, it, especially last year where we didn't have guys that were open all the time. Like, you know, yeah, I got 2018, we had Riley – we got Ridley. Go we had old Miko. Sorry, you know, I got to get into my rant right yeah. here. We had old Miko. We had uh, Terry Godwin. 
we had some good players that got open and you know Jake Fromm just had to put the ball in their hand but then last year we didn't have anybody nobody could create separation until Pickens finally broke off and then we had um oh my gosh we had Lawrence Cager who was great he could get open and he could go up and get the ball but then you know he was hurt most of the year so when Jake Fromm's throwing to guys who aren't going to create separation from cornerbacks I mean he's he's not gonna he's not gonna try and fit it into these tight windows and try and get them to make a play I think if we get a guy like JT Daniels who could throw a little deep ball to George Pickens open up the run game a little bit I think this offense could actually end up being could end up being better than last year's offense which I think could turn us into a national title contender Hmm. that being said that's all speculation I'm not betting anything on JT Daniels being worth a crap I think Right now, my mindset is Stetson Bennett will be the quarterback for the rest of the year for Georgia, and that if that happens, I think we will have about the offense we saw in the second half at Arkansas, and that doesn't kill me to see. Yeah. So that's why Georgia by five, and I think that's I think that's safe. I think I'm okay with that one. I think if JT Daniels and and this one pick turned out to be just a Georgia segment, but <laughs> if 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 JT Daniels turns out to be a gunslinger like you're saying, then he could probably be another Jacob Eason for Georgia because Georgia because Jacob Eason was exactly what you what you just described. Uh, JT Daniels, he was that gunslinger. He you know he was going to take those deep shots. He was going to you know not care about throwing an interception. He was he was just going to going to sling it around. And I think that that's what got him booted out of Georgia for Jake Fromm because Jake Fromm wasn't going to lose you a game by trying to go win you a football game. He was just yep. going to take, he's going to be safe, be safe and then take it if he had it. So I think if JT Daniels is that type of gunslinger, he needs to be a better version of Jacob Eason for it to work out in Georgia. Well, and here's what I think is the difference between, cause I was thinking that too. Here's the difference. Of what I, This is what I think the difference is between, Freshman year, UGA, Jacob Eason, and JT Daniels. JT Daniels has had two years of playing college football. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, he was hurt all year. But he beat out old Keaton Slovis, who looks like a potential all-NCAA quarterback. Who? Might be a top – yeah, people are talking about him maybe for the Heisman. What's his name? Keaton Slovis. He's a starting quarterback for USC. And JT Daniels beat him out. JT Daniels is a good – he's a good quarterback. He's got tons of talent. But he's not proven. He hasn't proven anything yet. He's all, he's he was the number three five star quarterback prospect behind Justin Fields uh-huh. and Trevor Lawrence. And those two guys in front of him very much deserve to be in front of him, no matter how good he is, because uh-huh. those guys are all world five star top quarterbacks. So if he can if he can live up to some kind of expectation around there, uh-huh. then Georgia's Georgia might be a little dangerous. Yeah, and I think him having at least one year of starting experience at USC. In an offense where he threw the ball a lot, I think he, um, I think that that is my hope. That is my biggest hope. But you know, but he, but but I see I see the whole Jacob Eason could be Jacob Eason might end up being the offense we had in 2016, which might even be worse than what we have with Stetson Bennett right now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to see that. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm praying for it though. I'm praying for JT Daniels Georgia offensive revival. And that is the rant that Witt finally wanted to get off of his chest. That is what I needed. I have been thinking about it all week. You know, now I got it off. I got off what I had to say about Georgia, and I'll leave it until after Auburn to decide what I think about him for the rest of the season. Because our two this- our two main ranters are not on the show right now, so Witt finally got to get his <laughs> his, his his two his two cents worth. I know. Me and you are me and you are the ones that talk the least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you finally get to come in here and finally get, to come get to talk about our teams a little bit. Get Rule get the show, you know. Exactly. I like exactly. To, I like to keep my feelings about Oklahoma, you know, a little more low key because I can, I can, I can get on on a pretty long rant myself. But no, you know, I can't about Georgia. You've seen it. I mean, we, we lived together for a year. Yeah, That's I, probably all I talked about in the fall. I could spend the whole show on talking about what we need to do and all that other stuff, but I understand that. We got to keep the show moving. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. But hey, let's end the show there. That's a great way to end the show. Put it on. You know, I'm sure I'm sure I'll get hammered on social media yeah. by all of our followers. Probably. But hey, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. Yeah. Well, guys, appreciate y'all coming. That's the show. 
Thanks again for coming out and listening. Please leave us some Giga feedback. Maggies. Follow Giga us Maggie. on social media. Ooh, Giga Maggies. How about uh, how about Pig Suey, baby? Oh, Jesus. Pig Suey. <laughs> Pig Suey. Oh. Go dogs. I hope you guys. I hope you guys are going to be watching that Georgia Auburn game. I'm sure you guys will be. Um, but yeah, leave us some feedback. Follow us on social media. Uh, next week we'll probably have the whole gang back on again. Um, glad you guys have been listening to these past couple episodes, and uh, we'll see you next week. 